Psalm chapter 107. Psalm 107, verses 21 through 30. I know there's nine verses, but it's quick verses and needful for our message today. Good to see Sister Emmy home. Glad to have you today, sis. Glad you're here. And all of our visitors that are here, thank you for being with us today. Verse 21. Oh, that men would praise the Lord mm. for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. And let them sacrifice the sacrifices of thanksgiving and declare his works with rejoicing. Always important to have a praise first because life is coming. They that go down to the sea in ships, they that do business in great waters, they see the works of the Lord and his wonders in the deep. For he commandeth and raiseth the stormy wind which lifteth up the waves thereof. They mount up to the heaven, they go down again to the depths. Their soul is melted because of trouble. They reel to and fro, stagger like a drunken man, and are at their wit's end. Then they cry unto the Lord in their trouble. Well, sometimes we need to get that then. Then they cry unto the Lord in their trouble, and he bringeth them out of their distress. He maketh the storm a calm so that the waves thereof are still. And then are they glad because they be quiet. So he bringeth them unto their desired haven. I want to talk to us for a little while about being at our wit's end. Let's pray together for the lesson. Lord, we love you this morning. Thank you for your goodness and mercy, for all that you do, for being faithful like no other God. Lord, we just praise you today. Help us now, God, in the midst of our storm to cry out to you. God, we're going to give you praise, honor, and glory for all things and all miracles and all signs and wonders in Jesus' name. Everyone said amen. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Maybe a shout to God. Hallelujah. You can be seated. God bless you in Jesus' name. Thank you to our music and choir and media and all these people that help every service run smoothly today. Wits end. That's an old saying. I don't know how many people actually say today, well, I'm at my wits end. But uh, anybody testify? Hey. But we have all been at our wit's end. The phrase wit's end means to be swallowed up, devoured, confused thoroughly. Wit's end. Kind of sounds like what the enemy wants to do. There's a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. And we know that God's not the author of confusion, but we know who he is. And most times when we find ourselves at our wit's end, it's because the enemy has magnified our situation uh, to the point that we think, I'm never going to get out of this, that this is going to be the end. Your wit is your wisdom. 
It's your skill in life. It's your trade, whether it be uh, the word translates to even in war or spiritual things. And sometimes we find ourselves where we don't know what to do, even though we are skilled in life, skilled in trade, maybe even skilled in war or even spiritual things because of the situation we may find ourselves in. When we are at our wit's end, we have no earthly answer and we see no escape and no way out. At our wit's end, our wisdom doesn't matter. Our talent doesn't matter. Our social standing doesn't matter. And the money we make does not matter. When we are at our wit's end, we must now realize and accept that there is absolutely no other answer but Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world. Come on, somebody. When we're at our wit's end, there is no other answer. When I don't know what to do, when I don't know which way to go, when I can't see a way out, I've got to trust in God. Just like those children of Israel that were at the banks of the Red Sea, they knew there is no way out of this. And the Lord said, tell them to stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Sometimes if we would just trust God, uh, the Red Sea wouldn't bother us. The great walls of Jericho won't bother us. Come on, somebody. Uh, no food in a desert place, it won't bother us. Bitter waters won't bother us because we know that God has got an answer. Come on, God didn't bring you out except for one purpose, and that's to bring you in. Hello. He brought you out of this world. He brought you out of darkness to bring you into his marvelous light and to take you to a place that he prepared for you. This world is designed, to, hey, it'll frighten us, it'll scare us, but it ain't the end of us. Hello, we've got a God, a master of it all. And I'm glad today that no matter what we go through, hey, life is going to happen. And that's what we're reading. We're reading about guys that know what they're doing. This is not guys on a pleasure cruise. These are people that work in the ocean. They work in the sea. This writer, he's telling a story of men who know what it's like to be on the ocean. He said they, they, they get in the ocean. They, this is their business. This is what they do. Sometimes just in your life and the things that you normally do where you're skilled, this is my trade, this is what I do, situations arise that get out of your control. And sometimes it gets out of our hand, but nothing is ever out of his hand. Hello. Come on, somebody. We're in a world that is created by him, and it works according to his command. Anything we have or anything we accomplish in this world is simply because God has allowed it. He said these people, they go down in the sea in ships. They do great business in great waters. They see the work of the Lord and his wonders in the deep. And they know what God can do. Just like, what a great picture in verse 26. They mount up to the heavens. Sometimes you're so high all you can see is new horizons. Oh, that's a future. There's something out there. There's something for me to get. But then he says, then they go down to great depths. And I can't see nothing but the water all the way around me. I can't see nothing but destruction and drowning in the end of my life all the way around me. It's the highs and the lows. But God's with you in the high and God's with you in the low. God creates the, the swell of the sea. He's the one that calls you. He said, I want to give you a glimpse of what's out there. Guess what? Even when you're down here, the horizon's still there. 
What you saw when you were up here is still there when you're down here. What God put inside of you when you was up here is still here when you find yourself down here. Can I help you today that God's going to be with you in the high and in the low, in the good, in the bad, in the rain, in the sun? He's going to be with you in the prosperity. He's going to be with you in the destruction. He's with you in life and he's with you in death. He don't ever leave you and he don't ever forsake you even when you're at your wit's end. God, I don't know what to do. He does. God, I don't know where you are. He knows where you are. God sees it all. God remains faithful no matter where we find ourselves. Mountaintops and valleys, we sing about that all the time. But sometimes it's the swell of the sea, the high of the waves. We can, we can see the land, but then you can go down so deep you can't even see land anymore. That's why I don't go on cruises. I saw Poseidon. I watched Titanic. No, sir. You ever seen Perfect Storm? Mm -mm. No, sir. I ain't getting out there. Well, don't you trust God? I sure do, but I ain't tempting God either. I don't cruise unless it's in my car. Because, oh, it's so much fun until you're upside down in the middle of the ocean. Come on, somebody. Oh, listen, I'm telling you that sometimes we, we find ourselves in places, uh, but it's all things. It happened. They're, they're, these men, this is, hey, we're sitting out. We've, we've got this job. We've got to take whatever we've got in our boat to this place. It's what they do. But sometimes in the middle of just what we do, storms arise. In our everyday life, on our job, in our school, in our families, in our relationships, sometimes storms arise and now we are at our wit's end. That's when you wait on the Lord. I, sorry, Brother Stephen, I'm butchering that. But that's when you say, I'm going to wait on you, Jesus. I'm going to wait on you, Jesus. I'm not turning back now. I'm not turning back now. I know you didn't give me this great feeling. I know you didn't give me this hope. and You didn't give me this salvation for me to just, for it to just run away and hide whenever I'm down low. God, don't leave us in our lowest spots. He will never leave us, whether it's heavenly places or hell on earth. He said in verse 27, they reel to and fro, stagger like a drunken man. They are at their wit's end. You ever felt like, man, I'm all over the place. I feel like I'm just getting knocked from this side to the other. I'm getting hit from both sides. I'm getting hit from all ends. I, I'm, I just, it don't matter. I'm all over the place. I'm reeling. That's what he says. They're, they're reeling uh, to and fro. Can't, can't get settled, can't get, oh, everything's out of control. My mind's going crazy. I got too many loose ends. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm at my wit's end. None of my skill, none of my knowledge, none of my education, none of my money, nothing else that I know is giving me an answer. That's when you remember God. No balance, unsteady, out of answers. We've reached the end. The ship that we are sailing in, it's in danger of sinking. You know, I think about Paul when he said we, they were in that ship in the book of Acts and he said they, it had been, they had been 
working. He said there was much work to come by the ship. They were throwing out the tackling. They, they threw out all their food. They got rid of everything. The wind was throwing around. They hadn't seen the sun in many days. And then he finally said, and all, or the writer Luke that wrote that said, and all hope that we would be saved was lost. And then Paul said, but hey, guys, be of good cheer. Sometimes you need somebody to stand up in the middle of the storm and remind you that God's got you. Can you hear me today? I know you feel like everything else is out of control, but God's got you. He's got you. He's got your family. He's got your situation. He's got your job. Whatever it is, he's got you. He knows that you're going to face these kind of things, and he knows that you're going to be out of answers, and that's when he's just standing there going, I'm right here. Have you forgotten that I'm right here? Don't you know that I'm right here? Do you know he's there? Oh, somebody ought to clap their hand and praise him that he's there. Woo. Our storm now threatens to swallow us, devour us, and we're confused. We're afraid to even make a decision because uh, I don't know. Is it the right decision? I don't know what to do. We have nothing to rely on. We're out of our bag of tricks. There's nothing left in the toolbox, man. We don't have anything. We are totally and completely without an answer. And we feel like we are facing the end. There's only one option left. Verse 28 says, Then, when they're at their wits' end, see, I, I do believe that God has given us enough sense and wisdom and understanding that we can do things. We didn't, if you're in a ship like that, I'm sure storm's throwing you around, you're not just going to say, well, I'm just going to sit back and see what God will do. They know. Hey, God, give us hands to work, a mind to work things out and figure that there are things, but there are going to be times where you won't have an answer. And the solution is not giving up. The solution is not quitting, turning around, trying something new. The solution is then, when you know you can't do anything else about it, you're going to do the thing that probably seems so silly to the rest of the world and sometimes even to us. Then they cry, they, everybody, the whole ship, everybody. They cry unto the Lord in their trouble. Man, if we would stop running in our trouble and worrying in our trouble and quitting in our trouble and start crying out to the Lord in our trouble, hey! We're going down. I can't see the sun. I don't know what to do. We need the Lord. Sometimes we've got to get back. Maybe, maybe that's why we don't see as much of the things as we want to see anymore is that we forgot to quit crying out to God. I wonder how we can orchestrate things to where we'll see a miracle. How about you just cry out to the Lord? How about we come back to being a people that rely on their God? How about we just become that people that in him we live and we move and we have our being? How about we just follow him without any conditions? How about we just start trusting God? In my distress, when I'm hit down in the depths, I'm going to cry out to God. 
Because as a result, and he brings them out of their distresses. There is a result. Something happens when you cry out to God. He's listening. He's watching. He's always, the Bible says, he's going to and fro throughout the earth just waiting to show himself strong on behalf of those that trust him. Oh, if somebody would just cry out to me, I see him. How many times has God watched us with his hands on his head? (laughs) He wept over Jerusalem. Oh, if you had just known the things that belong to your peace. If you just, but I'd have gathered you like a a mother hen gathers her chicks up and and protects them. I'd have have gathered you up and covered you and protected you. He said, but you would not. Man, I tell you, we're we're in danger of the would not. (laughs) Would not pray, would not cry out, would not seek, would not keep going, would not hang on, would not trust. I don't want to be in the would nots. I want to be trying I want to be crying out to him. I want to be trusting. I want to be believing. I want to be knowing that God's going to come through. Some people, it's like, I don't want to say I know he'll come through because what if he don't? He always comes through. We got to quit putting him in the box of, well, if he don't come through the way I thought he was going to come through, then he didn't come through. But God always comes through for his people because he's faithful. He can't deny himself. He's faithful. Then they cry unto the Lord. Not, <laughs> now sometimes we're going to be crying. That's right. But you can't just, he's not talking about just tears. That word means shriek. A shriek. A shriek will get your attention. Yeah. You go out in the wilderness, let a mountain lion holler, it gets your attention. You get out in the dark plains of, of Africa somewhere and let a lion get your attention. Yeah. When things scream and holler and shriek, get your attention. And sometimes, boy, I don't want to shriek, but that's, that's, that's what you say. Shriek, cry out, or proclaim. Oh, now. Now we're going somewhere. Because sometimes we're going to be like, Wah! Something's happening. But then other times, that cry unto the Lord is, one of them people on the ship were going, God, we trust you. You're the faithful God. You're the God that made the seas. You're the God that gave me life. And maybe they just start proclaiming that you're the one who saved me. You're the one who washed me. You're the one who keeps me. You're the God that never fails. You just start proclaiming. You're the God that supplies all my need according to your riches and glory. When they're at their wit's end, I don't know what I'm going to do. Oh, God, you'll make a way where there is no way. God, all things work together for my good. Oh, God, you are faithful. You're the same yesterday, today, and forever. It might be a shriek that gets his attention. But we need to come back to the remembrance that he's the faithful God. He's the mighty God. Come on, somebody. He's the God of my salvation. I got a proclamation to my problem. You ain't bigger than God. Greater is he that's in me than he that is in the world. Oh, somebody. Oh, I wish I could get somebody to believe it today. You've been battling. You've been fighting. You've been 
tooth and nail, hell on earth. And I wish I could get you to believe today that God is on your side and God will work all things out for your good. I wish you could start making a proclamation. God's gonna come through. God's faithful. God's true. Come on, somebody. I don't know what I'm gonna do, but God's gonna do something. I'm gonna wait on the Lord. I'm gonna cry out to him. I'm gonna trust the Savior. Oh, I've watched him help others, and I've watched him help me. Why would I doubt him now? It might be the worst it's ever been. I'm at my wit's end, but now I cry to God, and he delivers me out of my distress. Woo! That's why we might be perplexed, but we're not in despair. Come on, somebody. We might be cast down, but we're not destroyed. Because we got a God, a faithful God, always there. Then they cry unto the Lord. I think the reason we can't see answers sometimes we haven't come to the end of ourselves. We still think we can figure it out. We're just going to have to learn to own up and realize that sometimes God's just got to have the reins. We've tried to ride it out, we try to right the ship. We try to do it all on our own. We, we, we got so good at handling things ourselves that we forgot that we were created by the mighty God, created in his image. We must cry out to him. In Psalm 50 and 7, he said, Hear, O my people, and I will speak, O Israel. I will testify against thee. I am God. I'm even your God. And this way, this way he does for his people. Look in verse 15. And call upon me in the day of trouble. I will deliver thee, and thou shalt glorify me. He said, hey, my people, call on me in the day of trouble. Hey, when it's going sideways, call on me. You ain't got to post about it. You ain't got to talk to nobody. Just call on me. Just try calling on me. Nothing wrong with getting your brothers, your sisters, friends to pray for you, things like that. But man, uh, sometimes we need to just go boldly before the throne of grace so we can find help in our time of trouble. We need to know where to go when things are out of our hands, even out of our head. I, I don't even know how God's going to do this. I don't know how he'll do it, but I know he, he'll do something. God's going to come through. We must cry out to him. All that we have done, we've worked on it, we've tried. It, it's left us in tears. It's left us unsure. It's hurt our faith. It's made us afraid. And it's moved us farther away from the purpose that God has for us. We need to cry out to him. The prophet Jeremiah 33 and 3 he said, call the Lord, call unto me and I will answer you and I'll show you great and mighty things which you knowest not. He said, you're going to see some things you've never seen before. I'll do some things that you've never dreamed of. I'll show you things that you don't know. When we don't know what to do, call on him. He said, and I'll show you things that you, I'll show you a way out of this you never dreamed of. I'll show you a way when there is no way. Call on him. Listen, it can get bad. But I don't care how bad it gets. If you can remember, 
we all know the story of Jonah. Hey, Jonah, go preach in Nineveh. Don't want to do that. I'm going to jump in a ship and try to get out of here. Big storm in the middle of the sea. They throw him overboard. God prepared a great fish, swallowed him up, took him down to the bottom. Even there, even there, look what Jonah prayed, Jonah 2 and 2. Jonah said, I cried, I cried, then they cried. Yeah, I cried. You think Jonah didn't have no way out. He's in, he knows where he's at. He's, I'm going to try not to kill this fish because if he dies, I die. I don't think I can pry his mouth open. I'm in his belly. I don't want no other exit. So I got nothing. So I cried because of the reason of my affliction. I cried because of the place I was at. I cried unto the Lord. And guess what? He heard me. Out of the belly of hell cried I, and thou heardest my voice. When he got through with that prayer, that fish took Jonah up to the seashore and spit him out. Put it, it says vomited him out, but I didn't want to say that, but I did. So I know lunch is coming. Spit him out. Where was you at, Jonah? In the belly of hell. Sometimes we'll find ourselves in places and we think there's no way God can hear us. But let me tell you, you can't go nowhere that God can't hear you. You can't get in so deep a trouble that God can't hear you. And if we would learn to cry unto God, mm, hey, sometimes we're just doing what the Lord wanted us to do. He told me to get out on this water and start walking. And now I'm starting to sink. And then look what it said. Put, put that next scripture up for me, brother. Matthew 14, 30. When Peter saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid. And so, in other words, because of his trouble, he got scared. He started sinking. He cried, saying, Lord, save me. You brought me on this water. You ordered my steps. We know that the Bible says God orders our steps in his word, and, and, and the steps of a good man are ordered of the Lord. And sometimes we're going to start sinking. Now, he knows it wasn't by his own power that he started walking on the water. So I got no idea what to do except to cry out to the Lord. Lord, save me. Guess what? He saved him. Who preached Pentecost? Hey, thank you. Guess what? God knows you got great things to do. God's got a plan for your life. And he's not going to let you go down and drown in these sea. He's already given Peter the key. He's, you know, he's giving him the keys. He's, he's, he's got plans for him. Hey, I'm not going to let him drown. I'm going to pray for him that his faith fails not when the enemy comes against him. I, I, we just got to remember God's faithful. God is faithful to his people. Psalm 37 and 25. I've been young and now I'm old. And yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken? nor his seed begging bread. I, I love to preach on that scripture. I'm, I'm not going to preach on it. I'm just keep moving. Psalm 34 and 19. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth him out of them all. Some of them, all of them, all of them. Isaiah 54 and 17. No weapon that is formed against, 
Anyway, anyway, it can't prosper. Micah 7 and 8, rejoice not against me, O my enemy. When I fall, I shall arise. When I sit in darkness, the Lord shall be a light unto me. God is faithful to the end. He's my only, he, hey, listen, he's not just an option. He's my only option. We need to get that. He's not just an option. He's my only option. Uh, no matter what I face or where I go, Jesus is everything. And it's always at the end where you find him. They're at their wit's end. That's where they found him. When you get to the end of your ideas, when you get to the end of your schemes and your plans and all these things, that's where you'll find him. Standing right there saying, I've been here all the time. I've just been waiting on you. Been waiting on you to knock so it can be opened. To ask so it can be given. I've just been waiting on you to seek so you could find. I've been right here at the end. All the time. He's the beginning and the end, by the way. Oh, he wasn't just there when you started. He said, I'll be there at the end. I'm the beginning and the end. Come on, somebody. Psalm 20 and 7. Some trust in chariots. Some in horses. But we... God's people, we will remember the name of the Lord our God. Come on. When you can't call your pastor, you got a God. When you, when you, hey, when your mama can't be reached, you got a God. When the doctor has no answers, come on, somebody. When all hope is lost and you're at your wit's end, you need to call on Jesus. Call him up. Call him up. Tell him what you want. Y'all don't, man, y'all too young to even know. A lot of y'all too young to know that. We used to, man, we used to have people shouting and throwing babies. We'd be singing, call him up, call him up, tell him what you want. Hold my youngin'. Woo! Excited. They used to sing one called, uh, you can talk to Jesus anytime on the royal telephone. People knew about calling on God. We, we see each other like, and God's just like, call me, call on me. I got what you need. I, I know what you're going through. I see where you are. I know how scared you are. I know you're wondering. I know you're worrying. But if you'll just trust me. Psalm 18 and 6. In my distress... I called upon the Lord. Now, he just said in Psalm 107, then they cried unto him and he delivered them out of their distresses. This is, it, it's not a fluke. They write it over and over and over again because they've tried it. It's tried. It's trusted. It works. In my distress, I called upon the Lord and cried unto my God. He's my God. He's your God. He's your God. Hello. He's your God. He heard my voice out of his temple. And my cry came before him even into his ears. You could read the rest of Psalm 18 and see God starts moving mountains. He starts tearing stuff up and moving things because his kid's in trouble. He comes through for them. If you read the rest of that psalm, you'll see what God does when his kids cry out. But number one, you got to remember, you got to, that's why I said earlier, we play a part. Cry out unto him. But it's just not in the crying out. 
The name of the Lord is a strong tower. Anybody know his name? Yeah. Listen, but one, we've been focusing on the storm in this passage of Scripture because it's the storm that puts us at our wit's end. It's the storm that gets us to that place where we, we got nothing left, but we know we need to call on him. But, but we also should have a praise and not just a cry of distress. There should be a praise of sacrifice, of thanksgiving in our hearts flowing out of our mouth. Because before they ever got in this mess, the psalmist said, Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness, for his wonderful works to the children of men. Let them sacrifice the sacrifices of thanksgiving and declare his works with rejoicing. You don't think them guys was telling that story? Woo! But it was in a storm. But God came through. If some telling me today, Pastor, we were in Atlanta. We was in Atlantic Station when that shooting went down. But they got a testimony. None of us got hurt. None of us got in any trouble. Nothing happened to us. It, we, we, the, uh, all the bad stuff that went on, it didn't touch us. They just weren't in the right place. Man, don't you know how God will get you out of messes? Don't you know that these guys, they were declaring his works were with rejoicing. When they pulled into that next port, they were like, kissing the ground. Woo! I'm so glad to be on dry land. I'm so glad to be off that boat. Woo! What a storm it was. But you're here. Yes, right. I'm here. But he said, you got to have a praise before you get it. Because guess what? That storm's just right around the corner. And God knows people that will praise him. Praise him for his goodness. Thank him for his goodness always. Because the time of crying out is just around the corner. Listen, there's going to be a time when that distress comes. I want to have a praise. I don't want to forget God on the good days. Because I need him to remember me on my bad day. I want him to know, oh, that's that dude that's always saying God is good and his mercy endures forever. That's that guy that's always blessed the Lord at all times and his praise shall continually be in my mouth. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let's exalt his name together. It's that guy. I know that guy right there. He's always praising me. And God's going to recognize, wait a minute, that's a cry of distress. But a cry of distress is actually a cry of faith. Because it's faith in God. Sometimes people think when I'm in distress that you're not having faith in God. If you're just crying out into the air for nothing, maybe. But when you're crying out to God, even a terrified cry. I heard a story. I'll just tell it as truth. It was told to me as truth. When I first got in church, this guy, they were, they were on this plane flying. I think they were going, might have been going overseas. But they, they're flying, the plane gets in trouble. It's going, bumping, jumping, and then all of a sudden it's, they're on their oxygen mask dropping down. They can tell the plane's descending. They're not nowhere to land. And this, they said this woman stood up on that plane and said, Jesus! And they said, man, that plane leveled out. They said, I ain't talking about it. If you, I'm talking about that plane started leveling out started going and they landed 
They got somewhere. They went to, landed at another. They made an emergency landing. Landed at another airport. They wanted to get everybody off and change planes. And they said, this, this guy was like, where are you going? He said, you put me on the same plane with that woman. I want to be on the same plane that she's going on. Because you think it, it was a, a terrified cry, but it was faith. In what time I'm afraid, I'll trust in thee. And so I might be crying out in my fear, but I know who to cry out to in my fear. And so don't, don't you be thinking you're faithless because you're in distress. Just cry out in faith. Cry out in faith to the Lord. I, I'm getting ready to, 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 to wind up. Yes, yeah, winding on down. Come on, darling, to the music. Oh, my goodness. Listen. Let's, stand, let's go ahead and stand together. We need to have a praise always because there's, there's going to come a time of crying out. You might need to praise him right now. Your ship might be rocking. Give him some praise because we know the wind whisperer. Yes, sir. We know the wave walker, the peace speaker, the storm stopper. We know him. We need an atmosphere of praise and thanksgiving in this room right now. So let's take a moment and lift our hands and begin to praise him. Because no matter what you're going through, you're still here. No matter how bad it's been, you're still here. And as I said it before, you're in the right place at the right time for the miraculous to happen in your life. You're in the right place for God to say, peace, be still, and bring a calm to your storm. He I know you're at your wit's end. You don't know what else to do. I'm giving you an answer from the scripture, from the word of the Lord right now. Start crying out to him. Start crying out to him. Thank you, Jesus. Come on. Let's keep on praising him. The Lord sent his army out one time. He says, let them go before with praises and singing unto the Lord. And God destroyed the enemy. the music just bring it down just a tad because I want you to hear as you get ready to come I want you to hear because we we, we kind of leave them just well they're in the sea but he said he brings them out of their distresses he maketh the storm a calm so that the waves thereof are still then they're glad because all that storm's quiet but then listen he brings them unto their desired haven God will bring you to the he'll bring you to that desire the storm can't prevent what God said you could have you hear me they were on the way to a destination and they got there because God was with them we got a destination we got some places we want to go we got some desires Psalm 37 and 4 said, Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. I'm telling you, the storm cannot stop what God said you can have. When Paul was uh, on that ship, he said, Paul, you're going to testify of me in Rome just like you did in Jerusalem. And guess what? Shipwreck, cast on a certain island, snake bit, went through all kinds of stuff. But guess what? He went to Rome. He got there. 
because God said he would. You're going to make it. You're going to make it. I said, you're going to make it. And while they were getting to play and getting ready to sing, uh, I was going to open this altar up and give you a chance. Uh, you feel like you're rocking and reeling from the storm? Why don't you come and cry out on the Lord today? Why don't you come with words in your mouth, crying out to God, calling on the name of the Savior. Make a proclamation that you know who He is today. Hallelujah.
just one individual wasn't one guy that said hey you know I got the hook up I'll, I'll make the prayer he said then they cried you're not in this by yourself there's somebody in it with you we're all in this together and we're all going to cry that's why we rejoice with them that rejoice we weep with them that weep we pray for one another. We intercede for one another. We're, we're crying. Sometimes when, when you can't do nothing but cry, somebody else is crying out because they know you need an answer from the Lord. So we're going to get ready to cry out to the Lord one more time, but I want you to get somebody by the hand this time. Get your friend, get your spouse, maybe get your family if you want to. Just take them by the hand and say, we're in this together. And when you can't do nothing but cry, I'm going to cry out. But as they begin to play one more time, I want you to know that anything can change. It can change today. You can walk in one way and walk out another. God can help you today. Hallelujah. 